Hello, welcome to the Fauna Paradigm. This episode is going to be split into two because originally it was about uh, 50 minutes long. This is an older episode again from my original podcast, Stolen Our Hearts. I promise I will get to new episodes soon, but I'd like to get all the old episodes on here first. Enjoy. The other day we went to um, Raptor Domain in Kangaroo Island which is a rescue facility for, for raptors and reptiles and they do a few shows a day for tourists, um, they're free flight shows where the birds which have been trained using positive reinforcement fly over your heads and interact with the crowd. Um, so for example a magpie was taught how to throw rubbish into a bin, others were hiding around the arena which is a natural bush sort of environment arena um, and came when they were called. There was an awesome owl that did that. They also pulled people from the crowd to come and um, hold some of the birds. So I got to hold a Nanking kestrel and then later on, because it's our honeymoon, we decided to pay for, it wasn't expensive, um, a, a hold of a wedge-tailed eagle. Wedge-tailed eagles are like five kilograms, that's the weight of like five ferrets. <laughs> Um, hugely powerful beaks and claws um, and it's the claws that make birds raptors it's raptors are birds that catch their prey with their feet not their beaks raptor domain also had scorpions in jars that were being or not jars in little terrariums that were being passed around and um, they had snakes so I got to hold a woman python and a um, an albino children's python there were others going around the crowd too, but I didn't get a chance. And there were several lizards going around. So there was the shingleback lizards and bearded dragons. And I got to hold a shingleback lizard. I suppose technically these animals aren't pets, but it was very clear that the keepers at Raptor Domain really love the birds and reptiles and invertebrates that they care for. They were calling them gorgeous and beautiful <laughs> and giving them lots of pats and... Lots of them were incapable of living in the wild anymore because of injuries or being rescued as babies. And the keepers slash rescuers obviously spend a lot of time with them. Uh, these shows are a way of raising money for their rescue efforts. A few of the things that they're really keen on telling us about were the dangers of poisons to the birds in nature. Um, so if you're poisoning rats or mice around your property, uh, maybe you should get one of the ones that uh, poisons them and then traps them so they don't escape because birds see a mouse running around and they eat it and it's a poisoned mouse that's actually dying and so then it kills the bird too. You also should really be careful with poisoned or potentially poisoned rodents um, with your outdoor ferrets and uh, your cats and dogs. Uh, they were suggesting that a way of managing rodents in your property is to encourage more raptors to come to your property because they can kill many rats or mice a night. Uh, you can encourage them to come to your property with nest boxes. 
They were also keen to tell us that um, power lines often kill native birds and that if you call your power company, so I guess SA Power for here, um, not the company that bills you, the company that uh, organises the power for your government, for your local government or council, um, that they're actually quite keen on stopping bird deaths. So if you notice a power line that has many dead birds under it quite often, um, you can call them and they'll give sort of a whirligig thing that, um, well, they'll attach it for you rather, a whirligig thing that gets attached to the power line so that the birds can see the power line and not hit into it and die. So that's uh, some ways you can look after the native animals of Australia and probably other countries too. So today's episode is about birds. Unfortunately, I messed up. <laughs> um, so I record doing, like, it's called double ending. And so one half, I record my half of the conversation. They record their half of the conversation. And then in editing, I combine it together and it gets the best quality sound. Um, unfortunately, somehow, I must have got excited when trying to combine the two. And I was getting ready for the wedding and... I must have accidentally deleted my half of the conversation and then saved it as just a blank document somehow. Um, but luckily, my friend who was recording, um, when we record, we're meant to be wearing headphones so that we can only hear our side of the conversation in the recording. She wasn't. So you can actually hear my, um, my side of the conversation in her recording. And I think it was actually a pretty good interview. So I'm going to put it up here. So I'm sorry for the lack of quality for this one. Hopefully you'll excuse me and I'll be trying my best not to do this ever again. <laughs> it's just it's really hard to redo interviews because you lose the momentum and you lose the feel of it. So this episode is with my friend Robin and she has a pet bird. Yes, thank you. Are you going to do that all the time? Probably. <laughs> he doesn't want to be left out, so he always does it. It's so, he's, he's such an attention hog. It's just <laughs> crazy. So I'm here with my friend Robin and I'm very excited because I actually haven't had a Zoom chat with her before. <laughs> We've been talking for years now online. <laughs> and A few. Yes, yeah. she's, <laughs> um, she's my very creative friend. We do lots of crafty things. Um, so Robin, can you tell me a bit about yourself, please? Oh, okay. Um, well, I am living in Melbourne, um, which is in the middle of yet another lockdown. I think it's going to end sometime around mid-September, they're not sure. Anyway, um, I've been doing my arty stuff for, oh, geez, since I was at least 13 or 14. Um, I remember when my, my grandmother bought me my very first model, it was a tiny little Harley Davidson model that she helped me put together. Um, and then a friend in high school found out that I painted miniatures and um, he gave me my very first miniature painting job. Um, he said, here's a bucket full of miniatures, here's 60 bucks, paint them for me. So I'm like, okay. And of course when you're a teenager, $60 is a fortune. I think, what did I buy with it? I think I bought myself some new clothes and then I think I took my grandparents out to dinner or something like that. No, I helped them buy dinner. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, and then spent the rest at school. So, um, mm. yeah, so I can do like miniature painting and make the little tiny dollhouse miniatures, 3D printing, um, polymer clay sculpting that I'm doing at the moment, um, making 3D you've models. Also made, sorry, you've also made our logo, or my logo, for yes. Stolen Our Hearts. I know, I was very proud of that. I, was, I wasn't too happy with how it turned out, but then I fixed it and I'm like, yeah, that's better. Um, yeah, it's really nice. <laughs> it, it looks really good, especially with all the stickers I've printed. There's the stickers. Cool. <laughs> I can't wait. I know, I'll have to cut them out. It'll be fun. They turned out really so, well. So yeah, we will have um, Stolen Our Heart Ferret stickers available later on, listeners. Yep. Um, so you and you've just announced there with that noise. <laughs> Stormy, yeah. He he Stormy. likes to join in. When uh, when I was doing my um, classes online for the uni course I was in my uh, diploma of animation, he had to join in, or he would make a huge noise in the background, and people were like, "What's that?" And I was like, that's my bird. He doesn't like being left out. So he was allowed to join class. And people were like, oh, you have a bird. I'll go get mine. And there was another girl in class who had a parrot. Um, she had, she had like a sun conure or something like that. And then someone else had a dead dog and someone else had their cat. So they all had to join in. It's the best part of Zoom um, classes, I think, um, getting to see everyone's pets that time of the lesson. <laughs> yeah, um, but he'd always interrupt, didn't you, Berto? Because you don't like him like that. He's very chatty. When I get on the phone um, with my partner, he has to he has to join in. He'll um, do his little peekaboo whistle or his hello or blow kisses. Which, but you can't be left out. When I was trying to record earlier today, he... <laughs> <laughs> he kept chirping and like, no, I need to do this. So, um, he is the fifth bird I've had. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow, I didn't know that. Um, and before him, is he a cockatiel? Yeah, cinnamon-pied yep. cockatiel. Okay. Um, cinnamons are pretty common, but he's pied because he's got these two little stripes down his beak. At first okay. I thought they just had a dirty beak, but no, he has these two little lines down either side of his beak and that makes him a pie cinnamon. Yeah, he right. Yeah. And before him I had a pair of lovebirds, um, uh-huh. Snugglepot and Cuddlepie. Oh, cute names. They were, I, I just thought, the, what is the most Australian names I could possibly yes. give these birds? Yes. Um, uh, for the non-Australian listeners, there are these Edwardian era um, books um, about these two little gum nut babies. Gum nut babies, they're called. Yep. Um, Snugglepot and Cuddlepie. Look them up. They're very cute. By May Gibbs. Yep. <laughs> my mum bought the books for my sister and I when we were little. She still has them. You. These are like the hardback books with the the shiny covers. You can't get them anymore. Mm-hmm. They were a collector's edition. And um, mm-hmm. I walked into Kmart uh, before everything closed down and. There was snuggle pot and cuddle pie all over, like these dishes yeah. and glasses and towels and it's baby the onesies. It's Kmart fad. Yeah, I love it. I have to say, yeah. <laughs> like yes, thank you. Yeah, 
And before the lovebirds, I had a pair of budgies. But um, unfortunately, they uh, met their demise at the hands of the cats I had at the time, so... Oh, yeah. oh dear. Yeah, um, wasn't a good idea, but uh, well, mm. live and learn. Um, so yeah, here's my current pet. I've owned cats. I've had five cats, something like that. Um, mm -hmm. Had to give them away for various reasons, and um, one... Two, three rats. <laughs> yep. So I, at I different times, or same uh, time? At different times. I had one, uh, Bailey's. She was a white rat with a brown hood. We call it uh -huh. a brown hooded rat. So they, that was her. And then I had Gabrielle. She was a caramel hooded rat. No. I had Bailey's, then I had Tilly, and then I had Gabrielle. And I had Gabrielle right up to the time just before I had my daughter. Uh -huh. So I had her for two years. Yeah. Not too bad. No, but um, I couldn't have her around while I was pregnant, so um, my daughter's dad decided that he would get his parents to look after the rat. And at first his mum's like, oh, I don't want a rat that's smelly. And in the end, she spoils this rat shamelessly, gives her apple cider vinegar and slices of apple and corn chips and rings us every other day to say how the rat's doing. And oh, that's nice. She ended up absolutely spoiling my rat rotten. Um, that's a nice thing. It was, but unfortunately, um, Gabby ended up getting a tumour and had to be put down. Um, it's common in rats her age. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I had a rat too. She was a grey hooded rat and she also had a tumour. So she developed this golf ball sized tumour yeah. overnight. Yeah, just came out of nowhere. Yeah. yeah. It was like not there on the Friday and it was there on the Monday. We're like, um, and um, we actually had it operated on because my parents were um, generous in that way um, and we loved her so much. Yeah. And, um, we took it to, well actually... We had her for a lot longer. Yeah, um, uh, Peter's mum actually took it to the vet and he's like, uh, it's not, I think, yeah, he said because really of her hard. size, mm. there was a good chance it could come back. And Definitely, like, and, and Matilda's did come back. Yeah. Like after about six months, so um, yes. And for a while we thought it was in her brain because she was walking around with a head tilt, uh, but it turned out she had an ear infection, so I was like, well... That's good. Antibiotics fix that one. <laughs> yeah, um, but unfortunately, I think the vet said that because of the size of the tumour and where it was, we could operate, but most likely to come back and it would cause a pain. Yeah, and be like, exactly. Oh. You have to make the decisions. Well, in oh, the end... Phone call. <laughs> uh, no, sorry, my, my phone alarm. In the end, we decided it was kinder to have a good sleep. So. Yeah, yeah, I got it. Mm. Yeah. Uh. So since then, no more rats. Um, <laughs> I've had a couple of cats since then, but mostly just birds because they're easier to look after. Mm -hmm. How long do cockatiels live for? Um, you know? I think the lady at the pet store said 15 to 20 years. Well, that is definitely better than a rat, <laughs> especially yeah. if it's a, um, if it's a, um, a 
bird you love, but anyway. Oh yeah, no, it's unfortunate that Ratalina is so long, but they're so cute. I know, it's little sample size pets. Yeah. Like, I think lives. Was it the vets? Because of their metabolism, they just, they don't live very long, which is unfortunate. Well, it's just, yeah. so many animals don't live very long, it's just no. we've chosen to also love them. So. Oh, I've loved every single one of my pets. Probably a little too much at times, but this one I absolutely <laughs> adore. Um, he's the first pet I've managed to keep for more than a year. I've had uh -huh. him just over two years now. Uh -huh. So um, this little maniac keeps me occupied, keeps me happy, drives me insane. But oh, because I have borderline personality disorder, um, Sometimes it's a little difficult to cope with constant noise and distraction. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and because cockatiels get really bonded to their owners, so um, unless you get them another bird, you have to put up with them demanding attention every five seconds. Well, five minutes maybe to be generous. Hey, Birdo. <laughs> hey. But. That's I. Sorry. No, I was going to say that. Um, I wouldn't have it any other way. Even though it drives me bonkers uh -huh. at times, I wouldn't have it any other way. Um, I was going to ask, um, so how does he ask for attention? How does he hang around with you? What does he do? Um, well, you probably heard him squ uh, squawk just before. Yes. That's his like, hey, 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 where are you? Hello. Hey, I'm and what here. what does he want? Um, what does he want from you? <laughs> usually, a usually wants like head rubs. So he puts his head down uh -huh. and like, you know, you scratch the top of his head, he loves it. He'll sit there for ages and do it. And they make this little, like, trill kind of noise, which is their happy noise. Uh -huh. Yeah. And um, they also do beak grinding, which is what I call this, his squeaky beak. Um, okay. That's when they're content and they're ready to go to bed. So, yeah. Although he does sometimes does it in the middle of the day when he goes for a nap. I hear this little grinding noise and it's my bird. Like, with one foot up like a flamingo perched in his cage, going to sleep. That means they're really happy. <laughs> so um, I, I did a lot of reading up on uh, cockatiel care before I got one, because uh -huh. I wanted to make sure I did everything the right way. Uh -huh. How did you know what sources were good sources to read about cockatiels? Because I think lots of people have issues with, you know, figuring out which is the correct information about their pet. Like, there's so much misinformation out there. I know. Um, I had, uh, I remember joining the cockatiel group on Facebook and the information given was pretty consistent with what I read online. Um, okay. I also asked a couple of vets and um, I remember speaking to um, the people at Vic Markets, um, Victoria Markets, is a, like a public market in um, Melbourne City and they had a pet store there. The poor little thing was stuck on this tiny little body cage up the back with like food and water and a swing. Is um, that where you, is that him, Stormy? Yeah, that's where I found him. That's where you got him from? Yeah, just Aww. tucked up in the back and I'm like, that's awful. And so I'm just like, I don't care how much he costs, I'm taking him home. <laughs> so I did. Wow. Yeah. I think he had a bit of training before I, I took him home because he knew how to step up. Oh. Hmm. Yeah. What training does he have? Um, like, have you trained him anymore? A little bit. He knows like step up and don't chew on that and don't eat that. <laughs> <laughs> no. Does he listen to that? <laughs> <laughs> 
what two-year-old listens to their parent. He does sometimes. <laughs> um, I've taught him how to play peekaboo. Um, uh -huh. He's really cute. Um, yeah. Training him at the moment to wear a harness so I can take him outside, but um, because there are so That's many so birds cool. around, especially ravens, it's not really a good idea. Uh -huh. Because he would be considered lunch by a lot of the birds yeah. out there. So um, if I do take him, it's in a travel cage or uh -huh. a, um, a carrier. Uh -huh. um, in the house, does he just fly around, or is he most like is he in his cage and then he comes out occasionally, uh, or is he just in there for night time or night time? Um, and if he needs a timeout, um, <laughs> sometimes they do. They get really like anxious and upset if they don't see you. Um, they're very much a, a social kind of bird, so if you uh -huh. leave them for too long, they can't get a little overexcited. So he usually gets a five minute timeout till he calms down. But yeah, only in his cage for if I have to go out. Uh -huh. Or going to sleep, but the rest of the time yep. he just does whatever he wants. And poops everywhere, don't you? Mmm, got it. Apparently, you can toilet train them. Yeah, I've got a friend who's got a bird, might even be a cockatiel, who is apparently <laughs> toilet trained <laughs> to, um, to go in the, like, on top of the cage that drops through. Yeah, um, okay. I, I've been Talk trying to, to teach him to go on like paper, uh, like uh -huh. newspaper. I just put down some newspaper and just every time he poops on the paper, I give him praise and tell him he's a good boy and he gets a head scratch. Yeah. So he's uh -huh. learning, but I'm pretty slack, so I need to uh -huh. need to keep up with that so there's no more poop everywhere. Um, yeah, well, I have that issue with... <laughs> Whenever Tim held him, he's like, don't you poop on me. And like a minute later, he's like, oh man, I'll be like, he pooped on you, right? He's like, yeah. I said, well, you jinxed it by asking him not to poop on you. You did that. And for yeah, some reason, he loves mobile phones. Okay, this is 2022 Nairi. And I'm going to cut this episode here because it is getting a bit long. I hope you're enjoying just listening to us having a chat about our pets. Some episodes will be like this. Stick around for part two.